Welcome everyone to the Partner Up Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Viancourt, a former introverted small towner who now adds value to businesses by sharing the most effective ways to grow and scale using affiliate and influencer partnership strategies. I'll share the lessons I've learned over the past 15 years while helping my clients generate more than 100 million in sales. We'll also dive into productivity hacks, mindset, and the newest trends from real case studies and expert interviews. You're just one partnership away from changing your business. So get ready, partner up, and profit. Let's get into it. All right, today we're talking with Yule O'Donnell. Now, he's a business growth specialist and co-founder at Creative Converters, and their specialty is creating engaging video content that scale brands. And if his good looks and authentic Australian accent weren't enough to get your attention yet, we're going to also discuss how he took one brand from a million a month in revenue to 20 million a month. That's right. That's a huge amount of revenue. And they scaled that using creative converter strategies. We're going to also talk about specific TikTok strategies for creating compelling ads that hook listeners and convert to buyers. And basically, we're making this all about tactical things you can do to scale TikTok with creators and who is a perfect fit as a business and who may not be. I personally worked with you and the entire creative converters team. They're amazing. I know you're going to get a ton of value from this. So let's get into today's episode. All right. You O'Donnell, welcome to the Partner of Profits podcast, man. I'm excited to have a really great conversation and talk about TikTok and everything that we've done personally together in business. But welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Joey. It's a pleasure to be here, mate. And I'm excited to, to dive in with you. Yeah, me too. We've had some great conversations already on strategy, marketing, and I always get carried away on these calls. So I really wanted to bring that to the world and the listeners here. Before we get started, though, just what's something interesting about you that maybe other people don't know? I think the biggest thing for me is with my background in business, it didn't start in business. It sounds a little weird, but it actually started in the creative world and creative space. So for me, before even thinking about wanting to start a business, it was actually a musical career. And in that world, I learned a lot about creative development, ideation development, and how to be creative and get out of my own way, really. And from that, I met someone, which is now my business partner, Noah, and he was also in the creative world. And it's that creativity and that musical flair that led me, I think, and empowered me to approach business in a very different way. So I think about things differently to what most people maybe would in this space. And people don't know that I was first a musician before I was a business owner. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I didn't even know that. And I come from a musical background too. I did songwriting. I did actual formal concerts and things and wow, I came from that no world. Way. So this is why we had the podcast. I get to know <laughs> people on a well, more dude. personal basis. And I, I love the approach of just, it's a fresh perspective on things. I think when you come from a creative background like that and you bring it to mm-hmm. a business sense, that, that's cool, man. We got to talk about that offline a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're going to dive in there, man. I love that. <laughs> so just to give a little bit of background on you mm-hmm. and creative converters and everything that we've done together, because when I had these podcasts, I really want to bring people that I know and trust and at least use the services or I trust that someone else has used them that I would recommend and be happy to and not worry that someone's going to get burned on a deal or something like that. So that's mm. really what I pride on this podcast of sharing with other people that want to level up and either being marketing managers or company owners looking to work with world-class companies. So we did work together on Bioptimizers and Utopia. We're still working together. And then yeah. since then, we've broadened the relationship to bring in more services from your team. And mm-hmm. um, Really what I would say is what caught my attention, I like to make a few notes because I'm a prep guy, so I'm going to read a few things here. But what really caught me, obviously, the front of house, how you guys presented yourself was amazing. But when I got to start working with you, and you guys are a young team, like young enough, like you guys are doing amazing stuff. 
but I was like blown away by the discipline of your team, the operational efficiencies, and just the mm -hmm. marketing minds. And I think that, of course, TikTok trends and everything, I would expect that of a younger generation. But the way you guys melded all that together was just really, yeah, it was really powerful. And I was impressed by that. And I think that's what led me to want to continue to dig in and solve problems together because I just mm -hmm. saw the value in that. Just kudos to you for your team. And we're going to talk about team building and all the ins and outs of what we shared. But uh, yeah, for anyone here who has an e-com brand, a product, or you're just starting off, you're going to get a lot of value. We're going to talk TikTok. We're also going to talk a lot of different disciplines that you does with his team, as well as his co-founder mm -hmm. on how to develop really high performing teams. And just before this podcast, we were talking about a couple other things that would be really valuable to potentially people, not necessarily into TikTok, but we're going to go all across the board. This is going to be mm -hmm. a great podcast. You're going to get a lot of value. Before we get into that, let's do a little formal background on you. This is a little background bio. You're a skilled and accomplished business growth specialist. I would agree with that. Proven track record in sales mm -hmm. and e-com brand building. Hell yeah. He's a co-founder at Creative Converters, early investor at Native, and has an extensive and influential network of industry contacts. And that also played a huge part in us getting off the ground fast. Use known for his ability to connect the dots and open the doors for other entrepreneurs, providing them with resources and support they need to succeed. And his expertise and experience make him a go-to resource for those looking to grow their business and achieve their goals on multiple levels, like we'll get into today. This conversation started with the TikTok stuff, so I'm excited for that because I, yeah. I didn't have a cell phone until I was 26 years old. That's an embarrassing Actually, thing. Actually, it's so embarrassing. I think that's refreshing, man. That's <laughs> it's really cool. Maybe. And uh, I manage teams and I got by. I'm by no means a social media yeah. expert, but I understand the power and leverage and the opportunity that social media brings for businesses. Where were you before you started this? Because you talked about musical careers, but did you ever anticipate yeah. you're going to get into this or were you like going to be a rock star from the beginning and then things took a different path? Yeah, I think my approach to life has been always open. I was never like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm never going to do the same thing forever. I think my approach is to surrender to what comes my way. And for a long time, I was in that musical world and playing at festivals and gigs all around Australia. I had a recording deal with a record label and I fell out of love with it. It's hard to show up like that every day and put on this facade as to who you are. And I realized that I wanted to channel that creative energy into something that I could build and build around me. And what opened me up to that world was literally meeting my co-founder, Noah, on a night out at one of these gigs and him telling me about the four-hour work week, him talking to me about his career and what he was building outside of music. And that looked like for him, a production videography. And I had always knew that I had a skill with people, but I hadn't been able to channel that into a direct skill or a direct business. And Noah was struggling to, to get some of those videos sold and bought by the brands that he was making these videos for. So I decided to jump on one of the calls with Noah because we became quite good friends. And in that, I started naturally selling and explaining the value of the video. And these brands started buying this content. And one of the brands that we first outreached to was David Fogarty, the Woody just become a monumental success in Australia, one of the biggest e-com brands in the world now. And he gave me and Noah the opportunity to create 20 different videos. And so I suppose it just happened for me. Like these things just lined up. And I think when you really believe in someone and you believe in yourself, 
you can make things work. And I was just open to learning, constantly learning. And I think, believe it or not, the biggest learning that I took was actually from my first few clients. These people were highly successful business owners that gave me the opportunity to show them what we could do from a creative level, but actually helped us learn from our mistakes along the way and gave us the opportunity to grow with them. And so in that journey, that first client that we signed, believe it or not, since working with them, we've taken them from doing a million a month to 20 million a month within that two year period. And we've been pretty much a creative wing of their business, fueling over hundreds of creatives every single month and building this kind of positive feedback loop between the data, so learning from the creatives to continually optimize the creative. And that's been the core foundation philosophy at CC or Creative Converters from our inception because of that lesson. And I think without that, it's hard to keep growing and supporting your other clients. Yeah, that's huge. And I like the fact that your kind of mission in life is just to continue to adapt as opposed to <laughs> pigeonhole yourself to this is going to be me. And I think that's super powerful. I'm, I come from an unorthodox background of I was never meant to be in this role that I'm in. I have no formal training. I was a corporate cubicle cage entrepreneur, <laughs> sorry, not an entrepreneur, but I was going to be an engineer and it was all this other stuff happening. So it's wow. interesting how everyone's got this amazing story that brings them. And then you find a mentor who changes your life and your path. And then you find this synergy. So that's amazing. And mm -hmm. a million to 20 million a month, man, that's exciting. So we got to dig into that a little bit more too. <laughs> so yeah, let's get into it. Let's start with why TikTok and what it all means for the future of marketing. Cool. Yeah, that's a great question. Again, probably delivered through my lens. I like to explain things through the way that I have perceived them in my experience. And I think for me with starting CC with Noah, we always had this vision of creating native content. So all the success that we found, believe it or not, was moving away from using these expensive cameras and shooting on high prod to actually just the iPhone because people were related to it. And the agency started out for more of a native ad-based UGC content development kind of agency for Facebook and Instagram. But we saw a big shift in the industry. We ran that quite successfully for a good two years. And then we noticed acquisition costs around the board after COVID increasing significantly, which is obviously due to a range of factors in the kind of global market. But what it meant was that we had to adapt, like you were saying. And I think the acquisition cost was down to a few things primarily. And one of those factors was that I think people were sick of being sold to. People were sick of having these ads of people filming and going, hey, you should buy this product because I did too. And I don't think that's enough to convince someone anymore. We decided to test a new style of content. And this style of content was actually primarily built for paid ads. And it was what we call edutainment. So the goal was firstly to entertain and then educate people on the power of a brand and a product. And if you can firstly get that entertainment part down pat, then you can subliminally educate people without actually forcing something down their throat. We tested that and we realized it was actually becoming more of this TikTok style because our team were all young. Everyone's under the age of 25. We've hired a young agency on purpose. And because these people were living and breathing TikTok in their day-to-day, -day, naturally this was influencing the way that the content was being briefed, shot, edited, everything. And it naturally took that path. And myself and Noah identified an opportunity in TikTok before most agencies in Australia were in there. And we decided to, to start testing some campaigns with some of those clients that were open to it. And it really started working. Even for Creative Converters, one of the first videos that we posted under our CC TikTok got over two and a half million views and that night we had over a thousand submissions into our job form inquiry form on our website so we were like okay there's an opportunity here and 
it's almost free marketing in the sense that the organic algorithm is so strong. Back to your question around the future of marketing and TikTok, I honestly believe that TikTok is having a monumental impact on the industry. It's one of the first platforms where you can create content that is super lo-fi. It can literally be anything and you can see overnight success. And I think that's down to the way that the AI algorithm is set up with the For You page. You can, as a brand, post a piece of content and anyone can see it that relates to the specifics of that content. And so I personally think that TikTok is changing commerce in the way that people buy and sell. And when we think about the inception of TikTok, dances, trends, that's all people saw it as. But it's very fair to say that the platform has become so much more than that. And now we're at a point where I think TikTok is most powerful in its ability to educate people and the ability for culture to have such an impact on this generation and this next group of potential customers for these brands. And so as a brand, if you can tap into that cultural element, and you can use this platform to entertain and educate people, then it's very easy for you to drive a hell of a lot of new traffic to your website and build a really strong, committed community that love your brand. Yeah, that's a lot of value. And I want to get a little tactical on a couple of things you mentioned. Okay, so one, I agree with the learning modalities are changing, especially for the younger generations. When you're talking about edutainment, which I totally get and I love the concept and we try to bring different platforms, acquire different, I love frameworks, right? The framework of an yeah. ad on Facebook versus TikTok are all going to be different and everyone's going to have the nuances of those things. Mm -hmm. So I like the idea of the education factor of how long do you have someone's attention span on TikTok? It's going to be different than other platforms. But tactically, I, want to, I just want to understand the, the buyer's journey because I know mm -hmm. a lot of people are going to ask. The biggest promise people make is TikTok's going to bring you awareness, which is great, by the way. Don't get me wrong. Awareness is a great yeah. KPI to have. But if mm -hmm. someone's like, I'm focused on revenue, are they coming right from TikTok and buying? Or like how many mm -hmm. touch points do they need to make in marketing in order to make that first purchase from a company when they meet you on mm -hmm. TikTok in general? Maybe if you could ballpark it. Yeah, it's a really good question. We see a lot of brands thinking that you'll see overnight uh, sales develop from TikTok. And look, it can happen if you have a really amazing piece of content that's viral and sells. It can happen. But most of the time, like you're saying, Joey, there are multiple touch points before that customer gets to that potential purchase. And the best way to view things is through what we all know is a foundation behind marketing principles from awareness consideration and obviously that purchase conversion stage of the funnel. And so when you think about TikTok as a new platform and a new brand approaching a platform, it's really important to spend the time building signals and actually training the platform to understand who your best customer is. And so when we're talking about how that looks from not only your content to the way that you're approaching paid spend in the platform, we need to be optimizing to essentially educate and inspire people about the product. And once we have some signal density to then move through to more of a consideration, middle of funnel and bottom of funnel journey. And if we link that back to the customer journey, there are multiple videos that they need to see over a 30 or 40 day journey in order to be inspired to make a decision on a product. And traditionally, because this is a a very different platform to what your most platforms look like. The way that we approach marketing on the platform is to boost organic content. The reason being is because the platform is such an entertainment-based platform. So number one goal is like, how do we get a group of people that are inspired by as your target audience consistently seeing your content over that month? And so what that might look like is it could be anywhere between 10, 15, 20, 30 videos over the space of a month that consistently educate and inspire and entertain people on the value of that product. And what that customer journey looks like every time that see that video, 
is two things. So one is click back and follow you. So that would be the first point of call because they get value from the content. If they consistently are getting value, they're going to come back follow you and get those videos fed to them every day which is great because it means that you're moving through into that consideration cycle and over time we're going to see that decision being made where they jump on that website and so that second stage that we're talking into and flowing into is when we have a link in our bio that takes people to a tiktok specific landing page and people might jump on that page learn a little bit more about the brand but if there's a really strong offer in that third stage of the journey that's when we're seeing that conversion come through. And that's when we really start validating and seeing profitable returns from the platform for some of these clients. But that can take time. So I suppose I wanted to deli deliver that information through the lens of not only what the customer sees in their journey from all that content and what they're thinking and what they need to see to make a decision, but also from the brand side and what you need to be doing within that consideration cycle. Yeah, something you mentioned too is like data-driven decisions. You guys have signals set up, which is interesting to me and to know the algorithm and the set points to look at because I know that we developed, so think of when we're working together on the initial concepts, which by the way, were amazing that you guys have like 12 or 20 concepts and they're all different. And we both cohesively worked as a unit to be like, what's working currently in your marketing? Let's take that and translate it to something mm -hmm. makes sense for TikTok. But I really like that process. I love harmonizations. So we did that. And then out of the 20 concepts, I don't, I didn't really do my research, which is horrible as a podcast host, but I think three to four of those did really well. They caught on. Mm -hmm. And I think that when I'm thinking of overall testing in general for marketing and copy, it's not all home runs. You're testing no. things and seeing where it takes off and then you're scale scaling vertically, right? And then you're mm -hmm. letting other things simmer in horizontal fashion and see if there's anything you can build upon in the vertical fashion. Exactly. Um, I like that approach and I just, because I'm not the expert in TikTok, I wanna leave someone else do that for me. <laughs> but yeah. let yeah. me ask you a completely different question. Is there a competitive advantage you guys being in Australia, whether it's from the accents or anything like that? Or do you guys just breed TikTokers down there or what? <laughs> That's a great question. I actually, I think there's something within the Australian culture that people connect with the way that people approach presenting themselves. There's a level of authenticity and there's almost like a larrikin culture in Australia. And larrikinism is about being funny, being friendly, being open. And I think naturally we have over three and a half thousand content creators in Australia that we've trained. And I think naturally when these people are presenting as that best Aussie version of themselves, people all around the world resonate with them. And I think yeah. there is a slight advantage to that. And I suppose it just depends on where you are in the world and what region we're targeting. But I think you're right. There is something in that. <laughs> We've nailed it. We found the X factor. Yeah. <laughs> Let's circle back to, you mentioned something, a TikTok specific landing page. What does that look like? What are tactical things that people can implement? If they're trying to do this themselves, which if you're not the expert, I wouldn't recommend, but there might be people who want to bootstrap this and try a few things. Where would you point them in the right direction to start? Yeah, for sure. I think it can be as simple as taking your current homepage and tweaking it to reflect the messaging that's in your current TikTok campaigns. And I know that sounds like very simple, but the reason being if we dumb it down is I like to think about the monkey mind when we think about the customers. If someone has seen a piece of content that they resonate with and they love what this product is and they think it's going to solve their problem, then what they see on your website needs needs to reflect that within the first one to three seconds, I believe. And if it doesn't, we're probably going to see a very high bounce rate. And that's just because people need a sense of trust to make a decision. And if what they're seeing in that website doesn't reinforce the information that they've received from that snippet of content that they saw, then they're going to get bored. They're not going to trust you and they're going to bounce. So a TikTok specific landing page can have a really simple headline 
that reflects exactly what your brand and product does for someone through a lens of authority or within a certain period of time. And I think that messaging has to come from that piece of content or that campaign that you've developed over that month so that you can build that messaging on the website. And then from there, it's as simple as feeding a very simple structure of the problem solution formatting of a sentence or two that highlights a key problem that your product is trying to solve and the solution being the feature and the benefit of that product. And then having even some TikTok specific content. So when we think about conversion rate optimization and landing pages, we want to show them what it is, how it works and how they can buy and what the price is within the first kind of part of that website and have some really strong social proof under there. And so when we think about the selling piece here, it's having some bundles or some options of those products. But another idea is that for some people that we've worked with, we've actually used the content from that ad. And that has been when you hover over that product image of those bundles, that's the ad that's playing over their hovering. So what it means is you're aligning pretty much everything within this campaign so that you're really coherent with your messaging. And then if someone sees a heap of social proof of other people like them loving that product, they're down to buy it. That simple <laughs> format, those four steps, that's literally all you need to do. Hey, real quick, I just finished something I thought you might find useful since thousands of other people have already downloaded the Partner Up Profits toolbox. It's basically a collection of done-for-you templates, including promotion calendars, scorecard templates, objective planning sheets, thinking time questions, outreach trackers, productivity hack courses, priority filter systems, profit potential calculators, and networking blueprints. It's the one-stop shop for all online professionals to download every money-making, time-saving resource they'd ever need. And I'm always adding to it, and it's my gift to you today as a thank you just for listening to this podcast. Simply go to partnerupprofits.com and find the productivity toolbox and then access all your templates, frameworks, and systems. I promise you'll get value from at least one tool or template and there's no need to buy any high ticket software because every tool is created with a true bootstrapper or budget friendly person in mind. You'll get lifetime access to toolbox updates, meaning you'll continue getting free templates while you're part of our community. Again, go to partnerupprofits.com, find the productivity toolbox, and access all your templates, frameworks, and systems today. Yeah, and listen, I'm going to reveal something to you in a second that you gave mm -hmm. me an idea for that totally, it converted way better than a control. I want to break it down into a simple format. If I'm looking at a probiotic, let's say, it's talking mm -hmm. about the health of dogs. And I'm on TikTok, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh man, I've got a dog. I want to check this probiotic. I get to the website and they're talking cats. I'm out. Exactly. That's a disconnect. Yeah. There's more to it. And I don't think enough people take the time to do this because they've mm. got their backdrop of their main website and it's converting and it's doing well for the general public. And when I start talking harmonizations to people, they're like, what, what do you mean? And I'm like, your mm. message has, and it's, but that's extra work. I'm like, yeah, but honestly, I've seen conversions. And I'm not even like joking, 500% difference in conversion. I went from a 3% to a 10%, cool. from a 10% to 20% at some point with really warm traffic, like podcasts and stuff. But it was Ooh, just yeah. from those simple tweaks, having the mm -hmm. dynamics insertion of even just the partner. If you want to go to that mm -hmm. level, have their image of the TikToker wow. even, have their mm -hmm. code, have their testimonial. Mm -hmm. But circling back to the testimonial side, which I think is an easy, low-hanging fruit for everyone to do. And you pointed it out to me on one of our calls. It's the elusive obvious, by the way, but it's no one's paying attention to those things. It was the, hey, let's develop an influencer style testimonial section. Okay. It's going to have people holding the photo and the product and they're going to be smiling and it's their testimonial. There's a five-star review. So we got mm -hmm. like 20 of those within probably the first day because we had a good pool of our own influencers. Yeah. And did. all of a sudden it was like, we increased revenue per visitor. I think we were at around 350, went up to like 
450 almost within seven days. So like, Crazy that's huge. And then of course, systemically, we put that across everywhere. And now that's become a new go-to systemic win for the company. So that Amazing. is huge. That is a big takeaway. But I really like the TikTok specific tactical things that we can do. Unpack a little bit more of like the irresistible offer. Are you talking even going as low as like, hey, let's break even on this one because it's going to be worth it. What's the price points you've seen work best? If, I don't know, like if your price point's 100%, what kind of discount are you offering? You know what I mean? Like how low do we have to go to make that compelling offer? We're talking about this kind of third phase of that, that funnel or that consideration framework. Before getting to that phase, I always believe that we should pioneer value first. Value in the product, value in education, people on the power and the impact. And really with everything that I'm recommending brands do right now, it's communicating your core mission and your why behind the product and the brand before thinking about discounting or sales. Because if we can get people to connect with that first, then that's far more powerful. We don't want to be a brand that relies on discounting and sales every day of the week. We have seen incredible results for those brands that build campaigns around certain times of the year. So for example, we recently did a campaign with a hair care brand in Australia. It was their third birthday and we did TikTok store-wide sale 30% off. And we saw a 16 ROAS on the platform, which is unheard of on TikTok. So I suppose like for me, I've tested a range of things in that kind of third part of that phase. And I've seen buy one, get one free offers work really well. I've seen TikTok 10 discount codes with UTMs that track this work really well. And if you have the ability based on your unit economics to discount up to 30, 40, do it. Because most of the people on this platform that actually buy are between the age of 18 to 30. And when you think about where they're at in their life. They don't have a hell of a lot of income that they can just give away. <laughs> and so when they're making purchase decisions, price is a massive factor. So obviously we want to be wise and we want to think about how you can maintain profitability as a brand and not swing your margin too much. But if you have the ability to even build it into your pricing model and think about discounting specifically for TikTok, do it, but do it on certain parts of the year and don't rely on an always on sale. That's my key message here. Yeah. And I agree with all of that because we've done gift with purchases, which has been an value, a value add yeah. as opposed to a reduction mm -hmm. of something. And I think you mentioned something else that's really important is someone's coming in from a podcast that they listen to for 60 minutes. They're primed. They're ready to buy pretty much anything. If they're at that point where they tried to find you, they went to put in your URL because they were in their car and they had to remember you. You're dealing with a completely different buying behavior and a, probably a different price point you're able to offer. So with TikTok, mm -hmm. I like the idea of really harmonizing what is the price point and product. Maybe it's just one bottle instead of like a bundle. But let's identify some businesses that yeah. it would work really well or it wouldn't. And so let's start with the who it works really well for and maybe who you'd recommend not to ever do this or just people yeah. you've seen really make bad mistakes and then get burned on things and then totally hate this platform. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. I think when I think about monumental success from under the brands that I've worked with over the last two years. Consistently, it is in the health and beauty space and in essentially the fashion or the apparel space. And the reason being is the average order value on those items is typically anywhere between 75 to maybe three, $400, right? I've had brands that are in the furniture space work with us on TikTok and see amazing results from an awareness level, but because their average order value is a grand to three grand. And then when they factor in the cost of goods to actually get that product out 
to be created at a level of scale when you're creating 30 TikToks a month. It might be 30 couches or 30 mattresses. No, it's a lot. It's very hard to turn that into a very profitable channel for that brand. And you know, we've seen levels of success through that journey over time flow in because of those awareness campaigns. But when we're talking dollar in, dollar out and profitability from a channel and bootstrapping brands, it is definitely that health, beauty, fitness, fashion apparel space that we see the success come with. And I think that's because of the way that the platform's geared from the culture. This speaks to people's lifestyles, self-improvement, education, kind of, as well as the veneer of how do I look and how do I feel? That's a big part of the life. So yeah, I hope that kind of provides some insight. No, it does. I think it's important. Like not every platform's for everyone and that's okay. I think that you have to understand that. And but. For the ones that are primed and they've got those products, let's talk mm -hmm. about like winning concepts and what's the winning ad framework from what you've experienced. Like yeah, when you're going cool. in to work with a company from the ground up, they have no mm -hmm. TikTok, which was basically us. We came to you with yeah. some good marketing angles. We know what worked, benefits, headlines, et cetera. And then you guys yeah. package that. So what's your typical framework you're starting to work from? Great. Yeah. The difference between TikTok and traditional platforms is you have probably half of a second to get someone's attention. Whereas I would say traditionally, when we think about a pay campaign on Facebook or Instagram, you have three seconds in that hook to get someone's attention. So when I think about TikTok, I, I believe there's no one specific structure that works, but there are principles behind content that we can utilize to essentially get a really consistent outcome. So the first principle is how do we get someone's attention extremely fast? And a great way to do that is through stimulation. So I believe that pacing in the first one, three, one to three seconds of that video is critical. And pacing is essentially how quickly we move between shots within a certain period of time. And you'll notice those videos that lag between shots and are slow. They don't go viral because people get bored instantly oh, and they, they're videos. not stimulated. <laughs> Can yeah, you relate that's, what, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Classic, yeah. I'm to be honest, I'm the same. I'm horrible at TikTok myself. And so we're thinking, how can we stimulate people as much as possible? And within that initial concept, it needs to be leading towards something. For example, here's my secret, or this is something that completely changed my life. I can't believe how many people aren't using this. And then not unveiling the essence to that answer until the end of the video. And the reason why we do this is because your algorithm on TikTok is based on watch rate and completion rate of videos. And so our whole job is to make people to watch multiple times and for longer. And so we know that it means the structure of the content needs to be essentially getting someone and then making them watch all the way through. And the best way to do that is to provide value through inspiration, education, motivation, aesthetics, heartwarming. If we're giving that to someone and delivering that through a piece of content, whether it's eight seconds or 30 seconds or a minute, it's going to work. And so without that foundation of that principle of structure and value, I think it's going to be very hard to drive sales and very hard to drive virality on platform. Yeah. Mm. And I think like marketing teams in general, you have to be very careful because you can be really good at doing something, which I was really good at doing podcast ads. I knew yeah. I was not a TikToker. And so yeah. I could write a really great podcast ad. I knew the framework, I knew the hook, the timing, et cetera. When it came to this, it's first off, it's changing daily. It has to be. And then you guys have the benefit of working with so many clients where you get to test way more than I can test personally. So again, I love the idea of leveraging people that are smarter than me, experts in something, but I understand the economics behind the business deals. And that's really where I think that you and your team have done amazing work with us and other clients. But let's talk about your team now because TikTok stuff, the trends and all that, it's awesome. And I know that you got a lot of value there too, but I want to really highlight the fact that you guys have built an amazing, operationally efficient, 
trend setting, trend identifying young team who are hungry and motivated. So because mm -hmm. you've got no formal background on this stuff, I'm even more curious. What's what's your typical take? And I know you mentioned mindfulness and conscious connection in business, but how mm -hmm. do you guys build teams? And what's your structure look like to build such high efficiency teams? Yeah, I think I was reflecting on why we're doing what we're doing the other day with my business partner. And I think our mission is to empower the next generation of creatives and content creators and support the brands of the future. Coming back to my creative background, as a musician, it's incredibly hard to monetize a skill. For a content creator, it's also quite hard if you're not an influencer. And so we've always done business because of who we're working with and the community that we're building around that. And that's what inspires me. And I think that filters through all the way down. And so really, I think the way that we've built our team is attracting the talent because of the culture that we build. So because we've got a young team and quite a nimble team, it's a very different work environment compared to most work cultures. These people are spending eight, nine hours a day on this fun new platform. And for most of those people, they love that. That's something that they would never have thought would be a career. Our creative director came in being brand side user, being used to shooting six, seven hour Instagram, perfectly shot campaigns with models on a high production value camera, posing and making these sets to now coming in and ideating and getting creative and brainstorming and shooting all these different fast paced content. It's a very different career. And I think because of that, we attract like-minded people. And the most important thing that I've learned from start to, to where we are now with probably around nearly 40 staff in Melbourne and a range of content creators around the world is the system. So without building really strong SOPs or SOPs, so systems and processes, it's incredibly hard to maintain value and quality through that team. And so I think your business and your team is only as strong as the system that you build and you create. And I know you've seen our WIP document and the way that we're consistently optimizing the way that we work with clients, but you can only set someone else up for success if you give them the system and the training and the knowledge, and only then can they self-actualize and deliver their flavor and essence through that. So I think there's kind of two key things here. It's like we attract the right people because of what building and the inspiration that we develop in the future vision, the system that we've created for those people to find success. And then actually the third part is really allowing those people to shine through their God-given gifts and abilities. And without that, very hard for any business to be successful when you look at the difference between let's say uber and diddy as a company it's probably down to the talent that they hire outside of investment and outside of raising it's down to who can attract the best talent that's the difference between two really successful companies oh man you speak my language systems <laughs> team building hiring really part of my other passions in life is I'm a father and I've got two kids that are going to be growing up in this world. And whether they're going in public or private education, going in between both to experience both things, I'd really like to see a curriculum on this stuff. Like that's my passion, is bringing this to the real world where it's, this isn't a pipe dream. This isn't make-believe. This is real. And mm -hmm. you don't have to neglect this throughout your entire education to only discover it later by happenstance or by coincidence with other people. It should yeah. be built into curriculums it's, along with learning AI and learning how to leverage that. It's, that's a whole other podcast conversation <laughs> yeah. we can have, but I'm really happy <laughs> and I appreciate and respect what you guys are doing as far as your mission of bringing that to light with the younger generation too. And just everyone that's mm -hmm. coming into a corporate world, but wants more empowerment and creativity to be leveraged in their careers, which is amazing. I know that you guys also have people that are your content creator, right? So you guys are doing both. It's awesome to see that. Yeah, thank you. And I, yeah, it's super important to allow people to 
like I was saying, like allowing people to actually shine. There are a lot of businesses that kind of restrict people. Even for myself, like you mentioned earlier, like I have a big passion for mindfulness and I suppose developing my own inner world through meditation and breath work and whatnot. And I've been allowed to bring that into the business because that's a big part of our culture, allowing people to shine. And what I do every morning before we start the day is I normally run a 15 or a 20 minute breathwork session and a meditation where I get people to visualize what they want to create and what they want to bring into their day and into their life and then anchoring that back to the next thing and walking themselves through that day and how they're going to approach their conversations, how they're going to approach their clients and what that flavor, what that love is that they want to bring through. So I'm feeling super grateful to be able to do what I do and work with the team that I do because that's why we do it. It's because of that ability to shine. I really like that lens you put on it and manifestation is big with bioptimizers and we do a lot of manifestations and I forgot that you're a fellow biohacker. This is also yeah. something we've nerded out on a little bit. Brilliant. Yeah. Amazing stuff. And I want to get into one extra question and then we're going to go, I want to talk a bit more creative converters here, but so I'd like to always ask somebody on the podcast who's smart, who's a super connector and a great networker. What's your number one partner up partnership power move to connect with people. So imagine, is it sending a physical mailer to somebody? If you're trying to get a hold of someone and get someone's attention or just really make an impact in someone's life where they're like, wow, that got my attention. I'm going to talk to this guy. What mm. have you done or what have you, what's been done to you that you would recommend someone else put in their playbook? Yeah. Great question. This is a really interesting story, but I was <clears throat> sitting in my office one day in Melbourne talking to someone and this elderly male walked in who had this presence about him that I'd never someone before he was probably in his 70s and he walked in there and he looked me in the eye and he said what's your name and I said Hugh and he said what's your last name I said O'Donnell and then he looked at me and he said who is Hugh O'Donnell and I said I'm a business owner I do this and I didn't know how to answer the question and it really got me thinking and it actually rattled me a little bit for a week or so I think what he was getting at was like what he did in that conversation left a massive imprint on me and the rest of that conversation he was actually a very successful salesman and businessman and runs one of Australia's biggest logistics companies and exited for a lot of money and bought it back. So he's a very wise individual. And what I learned from that was if you can understand someone and show that you care about who they are and what they're doing in their mission, then they're going to forever remember you. Because sometimes all people need is a mirror and someone to ask some key questions about what they're doing and why they're doing it for them to learn something about themselves. And if someone learns something about themselves and where they're at from you, they're never going to forget you. And so one of the things that I ask in every conversation when I meet someone is, what's your why? And then they'll tell me, but then I go, but why? And when you can dive into the layers of why, you can get to the root cause or the root mission or the root sense of inspiration. And I think my superpower is probably giving someone the lens to see themselves in a different light. And through that, I'm able to connect. Man, that's a big one. And that it stayed with you this long. And it is powerful. I think that if you can teach somebody or at least, like you said, put that mirror up to them, it mm. might be a harsh reality to face, but it might be something they're forever grateful that you did for them. So that's an interesting under the radar one. So I'm going to keep yeah. that out to the playbook. <laughs> Definitely keep yeah, that in man. mind. Dude. Simple um, question, why? <laughs> yeah, it's super powerful. Let's talk about creative converters. I know you've got mm. many businesses and partnership opportunities for people that look, want to work with you. So you take your pick. And I know you've got done for you service right now. Talk about that. Talk about anything else you wanted to mention mm. that people can connect with you on. Amazing. Number one with creative converters is we've essentially built a content machine that people 
people can plug into and we essentially become an extension of their team to essentially do everything from strategy ideation, filming, editing, posting, managing on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, add an organic in a paid lens. So number one, that's been our offering for years and that's something that we love doing. But to some extent over my journey in, in running this agency and working with all these different brands, I feel like I want to have more of an impact. And what I mean by that is right now I'm delivering assets, I'm delivering strategy, but I can't control all the variables at play for a brand. And because of that, it doesn't always line up in the way that we always conceive it would. Nine times out of 10, there's a variable or something that, that might either make a campaign blow up or it might make a campaign fail. And so if we're not a full service agency in the sense of managing websites, offerings, managing the way that the brand is conceived. I want to create a service and an offering where to an extent we can do that, but without actually doing it. And I think the problem that I'm seeing for a lot of startups, scale-ups is they can't always afford that, that full service offering. So what we've developed is a new offering and we're calling it the done with you service. And the whole idea is for me and my co-founder Noah, we've built out a syllabus and a system. It's essentially group training fortnightly and literally delivering the blueprint for these brands on how they can essentially plug and play the creative converter systems, but build it within their own businesses. So they don't rely on an agency, they don't rely on anyone, but they're building their own foolproof system to building a content powerhouse and building these positive feedback loops towards scalability and growth. Because if you're constantly relying on someone else, that's a level of risk as a business owner. And if you can build that internally and find success with that and consistently optimize that and see the framework that we see marketing through, then you're going to be a very successful business owner from a marketing perspective. And I feel like I have all this knowledge that I haven't been able to share all the time with these people. And so we've just built this, it's literally a three-month framework where we walk from concept ideation and the offering all the way through to building the content machine, training, filming, editing concepts, all the way through to managing paid spend and organic strategy. So it's literally the whole thing that we do. And the first program is more of a foundational principles for maybe those people that maybe don't really have much experience in this world. But the second program is more TikTok specific. Then we have a whole shop program and we're even working this all the way through to people that are looking for potential exits. So it's like a journey for mm -hmm. people where we want to support them all the way through their business journey because as myself and my co-founder, we've owned our own startups, scaled ups, exited. We work with multiple brands from pre-concept ideation all the way through to multi-million dollar brands that are figuring out their exit strategy. I want to support people through an educational format now. And for me, that speaks more to my mission and my why of having a real impact and knowing that I'm, I'm in my heart can guarantee results of getting someone from zero to 100K a month or 1 million to 20 million a month. But I mean, that's an amazing mission. I resonate wanting to teach, impart knowledge, level people up and make, basically help them accomplish things they never thought possible. So I love that. We're going to drop all the links in the show notes. And of course, everyone can find everyone in these days. So I'm not going to drop a bunch of links today, but man, awesome stuff. Are you ready to set a record? I am. We have six minutes and we know we've got a hard stop in six minutes here. So we do a quick fire round of questions, 10 questions. First thing that comes to your mind and- all right. It's going to be you setting the record here, right? So let's do it. Oh, first question. Let's do it. Favorite food? Chocolate. Best memory? The first wave I ever got out in the ocean and the sunset behind me. It was pristine. Love it. All right. If you had another go around and you got to write a new story for your life, what would it be in 30 seconds or less? Ooh, escape to the woods, build a cabin, live a slow and gentle life, fishing, surfing, and skiing every day. Oh, man. Okay. I'll be like a couple acres over doing that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the best 
productivity hack that you've implemented in your business? Time stamping. So essentially blocking out time for specific tasks and giving yourself a five or a 10 minute break between tasks so that you can conceptually do it in that time frame and you don't procrastinate. Everyone on the team uses that every day, actually the whole day. I thought you were going to say Newtopia, but I like that one. Too, so. <laughs> that as well. Newtopia <laughs> for sure. Okay. So listen, this one's like, it's a trick question. Do you want to retire? Yes or no? If yes, what else do you want to do? If not, what are you continuing to do? I don't think I want to retire. I think I want to continually build businesses that speak more to my mission and my purpose. I think people need meaning and purpose in life. And when people lose that sense of meaning and purpose, I think it has a big detriment to their well-being and their health. So for me, the next step in my career progression is, again, helping people self-actualize. Whether that's in a business setting or more of like a healing setting, I would love to own a space with saunas, ice baths, healers, where people can come to to reach their peak state of being. And then hopefully I can deliver a framework in a business setting where people can reach personal freedom, escape the nine to five, build the life of their dreams and reach that peak state so that they can create a family and a life that they want to live forever. Love that. We've got some franchises opening with bioptimizers at some point. And that's the bio hotels you're talking about. So let's talk. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> what book changed your life? The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. Love that. Yeah, great book about honoring your edge as a man. So it was really for me the first lens that I really had about masculinity delivered in a different light. And it was all about how if you have a God-given gift and ability, that it's your right to share that with the world. And when you do that, then you express love into everything and everyone that comes into contact with you. I think that concept stayed with me forever and it inspired me to chase more. Yeah. It's a good takeaway. So what do you want to be remembered for? How I make someone feel in the sense of believing in themselves. That's what I want. Okay. What's one skill you'd recommend developing as early as possible, business or personal? Personal is self-awareness. Without self-awareness, it's very hard for you to connect with others. Because if you can't understand yourself, you can't empathize and connect with someone else. I think that's the earliest skill that I developed in my life. I was lucky enough to have a, a mother who was a psychologist, so constantly questioning me and getting me thinking differently. Oh man, that's powerful. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got two minutes and two questions. What's one mm. thing, if we're meeting up in a year from today, what are we celebrating? Mm. We're celebrating growth in the sense of the community that we're building around us. I know that you're building a beautiful community around you and what you're doing. And I hope that I can continue to do the same. For me, like I said before, the reason why I do business is the people that I work with and the energetic exchange that happens there. So it's not necessarily for me to build bigger and bigger, but it's to build connection and that energetic exchange. Hey, you're wiser beyond your years, let me tell you. Last question, what's one bucket list item you still wanna cross off that list? I wanna hike base camp or even close to Everest. I'm actually planning to go to Nepal in November. So I want to connect to the mountains up there. That's a big thing that I want to do. And I feel like there was something else. Oh yeah. I've always wanted to swim with a whale. So hopefully I can do some free diving over here in Indonesia, currently living over here to escape the Australian winter. So hopefully I get to cross <laughs> that one off. <laughs> awesome, man. Listen, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for coming, delivering massive value. I would recommend everybody, if this is your thing and you qualify for how we qualified people for who to work with you and their teams, or just want to have a conversation, reach out to him. You're not going to regret it. You, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Joe. It's been a pleasure and I always love our chats. We, uh, we need to have a few more of these, I think, offline. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thanks, Legend. See you on the next episode. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. Bye. That's all we've got for this Partner Up Profits podcast episode. As always, I hope you leave here today with one new idea that you can apply to your life and business. 
I'd be forever grateful to you for leaving a review of this episode. And if you like it, rate it a five or give it a thumbs up and just leave a quick comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us at partnerofprofits.com on social media. And please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you're just one partnership away from changing your business. Let others do the selling for you and get ready to partner up and profit.